look, 2021 is only going to be different if you make it different. Like there, there's going to be, you know, we're, we're still going to be dealing with the same challenges we've been dealing with. Welcome to the Black Line Podcast, Mike. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It's the first podcast of 2021. New decade. Although it wasn't last year supposed to be. No, it is decade. a new decade. I, no, I, I know it is. Decade. I, I, I know it is a new decade, but there was a lot of uh, last year was according to most. Yeah, see, people, I bet you everybody. Decade. I almost I almost actually tweeted that at the end of last year. Aren't you all? Don't you all wish you'd listened to me last year when I told you <laughs> this wasn't the beginning of the decade? Right. That was the. Uh, uh, but I, but I decided I, I didn't want to deal with that all. Uh, the repercussions all, all, all over again. Yeah. Well, no, not the. Re- I just didn't want to. You know. Yeah. I didn't want to keep, there's an, I felt I felt like there's enough craziness in the world. That's right. So we're we're 14 days into the new decade. Yeah, it's going by quick. Lots uh, lots going on. So um, you know it, you know what the last 14 days has have proven. <laughs> What's that? Um, arbitrary dates don't mean shit. Right. Totally agree. <laughs> you know, everyone's like, I can't wait for this year to be over. Right, on, yeah, and, and it's like, right. The first of January comes around. It's like I, I don't know what changed. So now, yeah, you know. So here, here's the question. I did see somebody that, that posted this. How long before we can legitimately say 2021 looks to 2020 and says, "Hold my beer"? <laughs> right. It has. Uh, it. It. Uh, we, we're, we're 14 days into the year, and I. And I, I bet you. And I'm not talking about like the 1800s. I'm not even talking about the 1990s. I I think in the 21st century, I think we've had enough news in in the last 14 days that like to match a year. Like there's been some year where there's been less news than than what we've had in the the last 14 days. Right. Which, um, you know, which is really interesting. And I guess, you know, let's take that to go ahead and get into what our central topic is today. So it's a new year, right? Um, so other than, than than QuickBooks putting everything except some of your expenses back to zero, um, what does that mean? Quota, quotas went back to zero too, or quota, or I'm sorry, your uh, revenue went back to zero. Well, no, no, QuickBooks excellently. You know, I I always like to look at the beginning of the year and see zeros. Like there's like I've always liked that ritual. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, in, in, when I was a financial advisor, because of how the stock market worked, you actually, um, the, the, the beginning of the new year was, was like the 28th because, because there's a three day, um, settlement period. So just kind of the way you got paid, et cetera. So, so to get your report to show all zeros, you had to run it on the 28th rather than the, rather than on January 1st. But I would always print out my, my sales report that just brought all zeros. Right. And just, you know, everything's starting over again. So, uh, you know, this year, now that, you know, QuickBooks has this, you know, they've improved their app. So I'm like, Hey, yeah, let's, let's just take a snapshot, get it to all zeros. Right. And actually that day I had been, um, I had been working on getting everything caught up, et cetera. And because I have some expenses that are pre-programmed, you know, cause they're repetitive, it showed those expenses. So it showed that so I was couldn't, like, I'd already couldn't lost get it to all zero. <laughs> I already lost five. I'm like, wait a second. The year's like we're 14 seconds into the new year. And I'm already, and I already have lost. What's going on here? Like, what, what, what's up with that? 
what's up with that? So yeah, that, it, it kind of took the, the wind out of my sail on that one. Um, <clears throat> you know, so what is, what does it mean to you for, for, from a, if you think about it as the head of a business, we're in a new year, does that mean anything? You know, I don't know that it necessarily does other than kind of just, it, it, I think we kind of make it up in our minds that it's a way to start a, you know, start fresh, start anew. But to me, I, I, I hadn't like between what was going, you know, what was going on or what I was trying to accomplish in December and what I'm trying to accomplish in January, it's really no difference. Put yourself in. The... I mean, you can always do like, you know, start new goal, you know, set up new goals, those types of things. But um, again, it's a, it's a way to, to, at this time of year, it's a way to reevaluate what you did last year, what you could be doing better. And, but I think you should be doing that all year. Did, did, did you see what drifted? Um, Something about remote, you know, remote employees no. or something. I don't know. Well, I mean, they did that, but so, um, yeah. uh, cancel in one of his um um weekly emails that, that, that you can subscribe to um shared how as an enterprise you know back years ago as an enterprise company they got like 80 percent they generated 80 percent of the revenue in in december and as drift has been moving more and more up market you know i think they were generating i think he said they were generating like half and and you know the the toll that it put on people you know end of the year holidays um you know, the, it, you know, it's funny when I, when I was uh, a young cub in account exec, um, you know, the quarter meant something. Um, and I know it meant something for you. You, it meant more, like in the businesses you were in, the quarter meant more to you than it did to me. But like today, the quarter is like, just, I mean, it, it's on, I mean, to say it's on steroids is an understatement. It's, it's like, a, well, the quarter, you know, the, the, the quarter is every Friday. You know? Well, it's, you know, it's life or, you know, it's not, it's, a, it, it's like the way, like if I look at how, how salespeople in a lot of these companies are at the end of every month, the end of every quarter. Um, I mean, it's life and death. I, it, I don't think, I mean, I think it's, I've, I've shared how I, I think that, that that's messed up, but anyways, so they, um, they actually shifted their fiscal year to start in February. So end of year for them is January, right? So the year ends. Yeah, well, yeah, so, right. So, so yeah, I mean, there's, there, there's now, some, quite a few companies that have done that, but yeah. Well, well, he, what he said, I mean, I know, I, look, I, I know there are a lot of companies that, that have different fiscal years. I don't know, or at least I wasn't aware that, that the driving factor, and I don't know if this was the driving factor, at least was stated as the driving factor. And I have no reason to believe that he's not being candid here, um, is so that the pressure of, you know, hitting your number for the year got pushed into January and didn't coincide with, with, with the holidays, et cetera. So, so I guess you get the pressure of the new year, you know, that goes to prove something, right? Cause, cause when I first read that, where the part that confused me was end of the year means something to your customer. Like I know one of the reasons why you know, I've always closed business well in December and it's always been the best closing month because it's a clean slate for the customer. The customer gets it in on, on this year. So like my fiscal year had nothing to do with that, but it, but it goes to show you the arbitrariness of, you know, the, 
the rep having to meet their year number? Are they going to make President's Club this or that? But pushing that into January, you know, that, that, that alleviated some of that stress. It just goes to show just the arbitrariness of, of how, you know, this whole monthly number, quarterly number plays in. So anyways, what did you think about that idea of shifting that to make, in essence, year one, I mean, year end, be offset from the holidays and the celebration of the new year? What do you think about that? I mean, I think to your employer, to your specifically to kind of like your sales, customer success, um, yeah, it's like you're definitely alleviating some stress, but I, from a from a customer's viewpoint, one of the reasons why some customers buy so much in December is one, they've been trained to. Um, that that's one piece. Two, there's tax implications of closing deals, and then there's leftover budget um, of you know. You look at like even the federal government and all my friends that are in government sales, yeah. like September is just absolutely crazy for them. They'll get a, they'll get a call on the 29th of September from a customer and say, Hey, I've got $8 million. I need to spend it today. What can you give me for $8 million? Yeah. And, it's- and, and, and you know that I know that that is still true when you're selling to the government. I don't think that that's as true when you're selling to private. Business. Well, it depends. Well, well, no, when you're selling B2B, it depends on, who you're selling to and what type of uh, what type of technology you're selling. If you're selling SaaS, that's one thing. If you're selling, um, you know, like operating budgets versus you know there, uh, like equipment, those types of things. There was the day that B two B companies, you know, I had a budget and look, I had to use it or I was going to lose it as right, as right, right. But but I don't think that like. That's basically disappeared in B two B. Not, not, as far as no, not, 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 not in the enterprise. Where they're still sitting on budget, they're still doing in essence zero based budgeting. Yeah, the companies. They're just so large that you know that's the way you know for them that's moving an moving an aircraft carrier. Okay, we might be conflating two different things, but that. No, that's the way that they do budget in a lot of enterprises. It's like end of year, use it or lose it type scenario. You don't get bonus by not spending your money. I I don't think in most enterprises today, you're that 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 budget is it, it's it's a different question. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go down a rabbit hole. But, but right, right. Into- but there are parts of the equation again, tax implications, no, the, understand all, all of those things that go into it. Like, well, but, but so here, so here's the interesting thing though, right? I actually, you know, just, just kind of bringing this up, I'm beginning to fall into the, you know, this might not be such a bad idea. Um, those are all true. Those are all factors that impact the customer. They're true. The, the thing that gets it all screwed up is the pressure that's put on the rep to hit their number. And when you think about December, you know, it's the, you know, it's triple auto, right? It's your month, your quarter, and your year, yeah, right? So, so you're also bringing this whole level of artificial pressure on top of it. By shifting that a month, I now have one more month to hit my number to make club. And, and look, you know as well as I do. That, that and and not only that, they, as, can, they can, right, they, they can put that, that, that customer already has their unnecessary pressure of like, hey, I want to wrap things up before right. the end of the year. And then I have an extra month how, how much to, how, how much to, better to, is it for the to, customer not to be thrown the additional pressure of the sales right. rep who's like 
well, if, if you don't buy by now, I'm not going to be able to go to Hawaii. My wife's going to get mad at me because we're not going to Hawaii because I'm not going to qualify for the trip. <laughs> right. You, you know that that, right. So, so, but, but, so let's broaden it beyond salespeople. Like, I mean, does, should the new year mean anything? Should, you know, Hey, it, we've looked from 2020 to 2021. Should that mean anything? Uh, again, to me, it's a, a bit of an artificial date, but it, it, it provides a little bit of an opportunity to look back and say, what could I do differently? What could I do better? You know, what did I do that was really good? Can I put some more weight behind that? So it just gives you a little bit of time to, to, to reevaluate the situation. Did, um, have you done any kind of kickoff? No. Do you do any kind of kickoff ever, usually, sometimes? Uh, I mean, we're all pretty much in alignment. I mean, we have we do a team call once a week, and it's, you know, we discuss goals for the, you know, for the week, for the quarter, where we're at. But no, I don't, I don't, I don't do a, necessarily a yearly kickoff. When, when in previous talk- jobs, I always did a yearly kickoff. So here's an interesting question. And the challenge with all a challenge with all of those is you go to a yearly kickoff. It's an amazing event. There's a ton of energy behind it. And then people go home and they lose all of that energy. They lose all of that motivation. And it just, you know, a lot of it goes away as soon as they get back into their daily routine. Okay. So we got two different subjects here. First subject. What you basically said is we're, you know, we're, we're a really small company. We talk to each other all the time. Everyone's aligned. But we're not always aligned, but. We, we, you know, every week we talk about our week, our quarter. When, when do you talk about the year and beyond? Well, those, I mean, those types of conversations come up like, I don't have, I'm not a publicly traded company. I don't answer to um, VCs. Do I have goals in mind that I would like to hit as far as revenue, et cetera, so that I have a plan, like a hiring plan? When can we hire more people? Absolutely. From a product perspective, those conversations are always happening um, of, hey, where where do we want the product to be in six months, a year? What can we do two years from now, three years from now, et cetera? But I'm not beholden to an outsider that's requiring me to forecast what my year is going to look like. Is that the only reason to do that? At certain stages, it makes sense to do it. But at our stage right now, I, I, I just don't See, think I'm it's necessary. Gonna it's, it's a little bit of a, it's a little bit of a, well, so everybody wants to sit here and put together strategic plans and all of that. Whereas I'm like, Hey guys, let's just, this is where we want to be. Let's go execute on it. We, we can all sit here and have three hour long conversations about, Oh, we're going to do this. And we're going to do this. And we're going to do this. And then we never execute on it. And it looks great on paper, but until the execution component starts to happen, it just doesn't. Yeah, but there, there's and as you have more employees, all of that 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 piece of the culture needs to be in there. That piece of the um, leadership needs to be in there. But we're just not it. And again, I've worked for those types of companies, and it's very important. But at my, you're asking me personally, 
what our stage of the company is. I I just believe a lot of that is a way. Well, no, I, because you're rolling your eyes, and I'm just saying. I actually have to me. It's not to, actually, to me. It's not that to me personal. You ask me personally, and I said it's not that important. So, so Mike, you might not, you might not like this is a podcast, right? So this is a conversation that we have, and other people can listen, right? Right. No. No. I know. I know. Okay, that's kind of what's going on here, right? <laughs> right. Right. Um. No, I I get it, right? I understand it. Um. There, there's an asset. It's like I just did one. We just, um, we just did a a um, overview of. Okay, here, here's where we are. Here's, here's what we're looking at for 2021. Here's what we're thinking, um, and because we can't, you know, normally what we do is we'll bring everybody together every quarter, um, and and if we had been together, we we would have gotten into this here. Now what we're doing is we break it out into four sessions. Um, and, and so in one of the other sessions, we'll, we'll then also talk about here's, here's where 2021 fits into, um, you know, a bigger vision, um, probably oriented towards around, you know, it, it's not necessarily specifically time specific, but it would be a three-ish year kind of context. Um, I, I find that to be helpful um, for, for the team, I found it to be very helpful at, 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 at all sizes. I find it to be very helpful for me because I go in and I'll tell you, I go in thinking very much like you. Okay, I already know this. I've been thinking about this all the time. But, but now I'm, you know, when I'm actually forced to think about, okay, well, when I want to communicate what we want to accomplish in 2021, I all of a sudden begin to identify, oh, wait, we kind of got off course here because we've been so focused on the week or the quarter, you know, or, or, or this 90 day period, we, this, or, or wait, this, this is beginning, like there's a little bit of a conflict here, or this isn't really fully thought out or, well, I mean, yeah, we can do some of this, but we're not going to be able to do all of this. And I begin to have to start making choices and thinking about, and, um, and, and so, you know, what I'm saying here is I, I, I think that there is a value to, um, for two reasons, to, to when, when, when you're looking at, when, when you're looking in, when, when you're nose down to the grindstone execution, you, well, you, I wouldn't say, I, I'm not saying that I'm not nose down, but I, I try to be much more agile in my approach and what, oh, what hold have, on, hold on. Whoa, whoa. I'm, I'm not gonna let you go further there. Cause if you don't do what I'm talking about, Agile is not moving forward with no greater context. Ad- I, I totally, be, I totally, you, I, I totally agree. So let me ask you this. That. When, when, you, when you have, so if you look at 2020 and you look at 2019, what you put together at the beginning of the year, what did it look like in your, For when us you go back year? to inspect, what did it look like? You didn't know COVID was going to hit. You didn't like every year. There's just but, shit but you know that what? happens that but you know what that, that, you know that, what? that requires us hit, to adjust course. You know what? When COVID hit, it made our ability to adjust a whole lot easier because we understood where we were relative to a bigger picture. There was still a hole, and and so what did that shift mean? We were a, we were able like COVID was not particularly disruptive to us. There there were things that began to happen that that, that certainly had disruption, but and. And for what it's worth, um, 
it was it you know when we look back okay here's what we plan on doing here's what we did it, it, i was actually surprised how shit we did a good job we we um e even to the point of like i don't look at it every day but just having that 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 program yeah it it, it because I, I think we would have been worse if we hadn't done that. And 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 look, yeah, there's there's going to be shifts. Now I'm I'm going to circle to something um, that 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 you know. Well, I'll just say it right now. I I I try to do this every ninety days. Um, I will admit that I that I treat January as more of a full refresh. Like okay, let's really. But I try to look every ninety days. Um, and and one of the reasons why there wasn't this big shift is because it, we didn't just do it in January and then wait till January to do it again. We, um, we didn't do it four times, we did it three times last year. Um, and, and, and so when that big thing happened, the, it, it, it wasn't as disruptive because we never lost sight of the whole. I, I, I oftentimes say that one of the problems that I think people have is, is as they're as as they're focused overly on execution, you, you begin to fall into this pattern of six blind men trying to describe a monkey. I'm trying to describe an elephant to each other, right? They 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 have their pieces and and they think they're all saying the same thing and and they're not. I, I will tell you, having just gone through it, for me, the benefit was, I thought I was really clear. And then I was on top of and choices were made. And I was like, oh no, wait a second. I, I had to really think through and it forced me to prioritize because I had to deliver a whole and complete story. Um, and for my team, I, I can tell from conversations, from feedback and, and other things like that, they now, like there, there was a lot of clarity for them. And, and one of the comments that we got was, hey, one of the really cool things about this one was there wasn't a lot new here. But this got clearer, and I was able to connect that dot. Um, and 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 so I do think that there's, you know, naturally you're doing what you're doing, and you got a good team with you, and they're all really focused, and they're all making reads every day. Um, I I do think that there's a benefit to to kind of okay, uh, let, let's go back to say what the hole is. Where where is this? Well, yeah, don't, I mean, don't, don't, right? Don't get me wrong. I mean, we 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 do have a general like view of where we want to be a general view of not only product I understand. revenue I understand. Building, what, et cetera. by the yeah. way by the way the revenue number like that stuff that's the least important part of it that's the least yeah, no, important. I, I agree but, but but like that the general part so i'm gonna say like if you're not making those choices like that to me that's the benefit by the way here's the other part of the benefit right it's how humans work um humans rely on dopamine right dopamine is the motivating dopamine is 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 human created crack, basically. Um, it, it is what it, it, it's one of the key elements for motivation. Dopamine is created by anticipation. The reason that clarity is important, like I used to think you need to have clear goals so you know what the finish line is. That's actually not why goal setting is valuable. The clarity allows you to anticipate. If you can't anticipate, you don't get dopamine. So that aspect of where does this fit into the bigger thing actually does a whole lot for dopamine management that helps recharge people, et cetera. And, and that's why, by the way, that's why there is an energy and a charging and a refresh. 
on that kickoff. So, so let's go to the others. Oh, I mean, I get that. And that's why a lot of companies do quarterly kickoffs. Like, hey, we're going to bring the team together once a quarter to keep that, that excitement. So you have a very, a very, very jaded view of an annual plan and of a sales kickoff or any type of kickoff. Um, Cause you said, and I think I'm close to quoting everyone gets together. It's a great event. There's a tremendous amount of energy and then they go back and it's all lost. Yeah. It, I'm not saying it's lost for everybody, but the, the energy certainly dissipates. The motivation yeah, dissipates. Course. I'm not saying it dissipated for me, but for a lot of people, cool. it does dissipate. So, so here's my question. I mean, of course the energy dissipates, but, but if, if you hadn't gotten that charge, is, is there not, is there not a benefit from just getting that charge, even though it dissipates? Cause if you hadn't gotten that charge, then. Would, would well, be look, better? there's all kinds of great reasons. Like sales kickoffs were always a ton of fun for me because it, it, it was personal well, interaction let's with team talk about members. Sales. Let's talk about, right. I think there's, it's, but I got to meet other members of the of a company of the companies that I was working for, form relationships with them. I think there's more value in that than anything I ever got out of a sales kickoff. Was the personal relationships that I built? But but so, so here's my question: To your jaded view of kickoffs, is that endemic to kickoffs, or is that endemic to bad kickoffs? Oh, I had, we had some pretty killer kickoffs. Well, see, that, that. see again, this is where I'm, I'm asking you to kind of stop thinking like a salesperson. Right. Um, I, I, I get the event. I get. So like, I know companies that do kickoffs and, and I think they have tremendous impact. And I, and I think they have tremendous impact that, that they carry through outside of, of, of the event, the relationship. And, and obviously right now, the, the, the kickoff element of where you get to meet a whole bunch of people that you didn't meet and all those things, that's basically non-existent because we're all sitting where we sit every day um, for our kickoff. Um, is, is that like, is that endemic to kickoffs or is that endemic to bad? Kickoffs? No, it, 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 I guess, again, what it depends on is that there, there is a portion that is size of company where it makes sense to do those types of types of events. But I guess to your point, is it endemic? Yeah, it's probably endemic to, to bad kickoffs. See, I don't think it is endemic. I think it's endemic to bad kickoffs because I think- That's I think what I just said. Okay, well- it, 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 Right, I said it's endemic to bad kickoffs. I gave you an either or and you said yes. Right. <laughs> no, I said it's endemic to bad kickoffs. Hannah, go back and play the tape. Yeah. Um, See, I think the problem with the kickoff mindset is if you think the kickoff is the kickoff, right? So like when, if you have an event mindset, which I do think is dominant, right? I do think it's typical. If you have an event mindset, then, then yeah, I, I don't think that they're particularly useful. But if you look at that as, I, I think a good kickoff celebrates the end of one thing and the beginning of another. As a matter of fact, that is why you need to do this. I'm going to tell you right now. That's, that's it. No, that that's that that's an interesting. I just the end of one thing. Problem for you is yeah. when you're doing what you're doing. I just I just realized it is that the chapter never ends. The old chapter never ends, and the new chapter doesn't begin. 
and it's all squished together. That acts there. I knew I was going to get there. I just had to keep the subject going long <laughs> enough and, and we find our way. Yeah, that's actually, I think the biggest, you know, and, and, and so like, that's why I think you should have four kickoffs a year. See, so, you know, my takeaway on the new year is, yeah, I think that there's a wonderful aspect of the refreshing of the new year. I think there's a wonderful aspect of zero. You know, every morning um, I run 15 to 20 minutes shortly after I get up. I go for a 15 to 20 minute jog. And, and I actually have begun to do kind of this little bit of ritual. It's, it started like February, March last year. Right. And I kind of just kind of push into I, like I pretend there's a button on my thigh for some reason. I don't know why, but they're like, that's what I do. Okay. Don't make fun of me. I'm being vulnerable here. I'm sharing. <laughs> right. And, and like in my head, mentally, it's reset button. Right. And, and basically what it is, is it's a new day. It's like in golf when you went to the next hole. It's like, okay, I'm at the brand new right hole. Now, yep. Right. Yep. I might, I may have hit 15 on that par three. Right. But I'm at zero right now. So I got a chance at par. I, I got a chance at birdie. <laughs> I mean, granted, that chance goes away really, really fast for me. Real fast, right? When you tee off. Right, right. But, but you know what? But, you know, you know, the beautiful thing about golf is the last shot, if, if you can control your mind, the last shot doesn't impact your next shot. Unless, yep. Other than your life, right? I mean, I, I don't technically, I realize like, but your last there, hole, it doesn't impact. There you go. There you go. Um, and, and, and so, you know, to me, I think you got to look at every quarter as, as that refresh, right? And, and, and you know what, in some businesses, it should be every 30 days, but I don't think it should ever be longer than a quarter. I think, you know, if, if, I think you need to have at least four chapters to your year. I think you can't handle, um, I don't think you can handle things if, if, if they're less, if you have less than four chapters, because if like, you know, one of the biggest observations that I've seen people make with regards to the pandemic and this whole remote experience is just how, I don't know what day it is. I don't know what month it is. I don't know, like everything has just mashed together. And, and it's a, um, I read an article over the break just about how much that stresses, like how much that has added to, um, and, and I think what a lot of leaders don't realize is like, we always know what we're doing. By the way, even on small teams, I know this because I know you and I know your team. I know this happens. We always know what we're doing and our team is always supportive and they basically get it. But they're also like, okay, what's he doing now? Uh, like, I think our teams like the fact that we're remote. It's like we have to be home because we don't get to go on a trip or go to an event somewhere and they're going, oh shit, what's he coming back with? <laughs> what's he come back with this like, week? Right. Like what, what's he come back? He, he, oh wait, he's hearing a speaker. Oh shit. What's he going to come back in? Right. There's that. And, and so when you kind of, you know, box that in and, and you get to, re, you get to hit the reset button and you get to say, okay, Hey everybody, hit, let, let, let's look at the last 90 days. What, what did we learn? Right. It, let's look at it whole and complete. Okay. Here's, here's the next 90 days. Here's where that next 90 days fits. I think if you look at it, I think you should have four new year celebrations a year. I think you do that. You're stronger for it. Mike, no thoughts. You're just going to. I'm, I'm integrated. It's closing one chapter, opening another. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. How's everybody doing? All righty. Hannah, what is our question? First question of the year. All right. Going Mike's into- going to like this one. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Going into the new year, are things going to stay similar as they were in 2020? What are your predictions and how would you advise companies to stay to stay successful? Well, I would say first that you have to be successful. You have to get successful to stay successful. So that's, that's my, or be really successful. And then you can, it's like, you know, marry my wife was my way to a million dollars. Problem was I had to start off with 10. I think uh, I mean back to back back to the question versus your philosophy. Look, twenty twenty one is only going to be different if you make it different. Like there, there's going to be you know we're we're still going to be dealing with the same challenges we've been dealing with for the past you know with the pandemic for this year at the very least, um, and uh, so what do you advise? What are your predictions? What's your advice? Think, you know, honestly, like, well, I mean, a couple of things. I mean, one, think about where do you, you know, what do you, what do you, what are you looking to accomplish this year? Um, and what's the, what's your plan to take you there? I mean, I know that's a little bit uh, different than what I just said with regards to sales kickoffs, but. Um, but what's your, yeah. what are your, what, what, what do you see happening in 2021? You start off saying, well, we're, you know, the pandemic's still going to be. I mean, look, in the, in the U.S., let's, <laughs> I mean, hey, we got a lot of challenges on our hands, not only just the pandemic, but also, you know, we've got social unrest. Um, you know, one thing that we don't ever talk about, and I know you're not really dealing with it anymore, but I mean, the, the situation with schools and kids is is becoming more and more of a disaster. Um, so there's, we've, the U.S. and the world have a lot of challenges. Um, so, you know, for me to make a to, to make a prediction, it depends on what I'm making a prediction about. Am I making a prediction about businesses? Am I making a prediction about marketing? Am I making a prediction about sales? What, you know, what? Make a prediction about all. It's going to be a challenging year. You could either, you know, rise up and and you know, realize that and take a hold of it, or you can you, you can let it stomp you into the ground. So. I, I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer. I just know. I, I just no, know the, no. Know I, 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 um, well, so here's my. So I got. Um, I, I don't know if I'm going to actually have time to reply to this. Um, a, a HubSpot writer is doing a um, post on starting businesses on certain times, and like the question is, should you start businesses in uncertain times? One hundred percent. Well, well, here's what my answer is. If you don't start businesses a business in uncertain times. If a business doesn't start in uncertain times, no business will start. Tell me when a time is certain. <laughs> right. Okay. Be- because um I you know if if you were going to if you were going to call for certainty, January 2020 was probably about as certain as you could be in a business environment. See see I think I mean, look, I think that 2020 was legitimately, truly just a crappy, crappy year. But, but, but I also think that one of the things that, that, you know, for me, you know what the crappiest part of the year was? 
I became aware of things that I just wasn't aware of. Right. Um, it, frankly, that's been what's been the crappiest about the last four or five years is I've learned certain things are true that I thought were not true. And I don't like that they were true. Um, and, and, and so, you know, one, one statement is, so, you know, this year's going to be a challenging year. Yes, I totally agree. Can you tell me the last year that wasn't? Because I keep looking. No, I did, no. <laughs> right. It's very right. I, it, know, it, it, it's no, that's very, very, very true. Right. I, I, I think you know we 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 and you know what and twenty for for but that but it's an individual like again it all depends on who you are like for twenty twenty that for some people it was it could have potentially been you know one of their best years or happiest years. Sure. But but again, I think you, th I mean, you think about how many how, think about how many Snowflake employees or Zoom employees said, "Man, okay, this is that, that, an that, that doesn't that doesn't change the fact that it right. was okay. That it was objective. No, you're right. No, it was it, it, it was it was a very challenging but, year and and crappy year. But but by the like, I, I was actually listening to a podcast and um and the person was talking about this and they were actually saying this is one of the blessings of 2020. One of the blessings of 2020 was we actually see the human side of our bosses, employees, and coworkers. We see the two-year-old climbing up and you're yelling to your partner, it's it's your turn, I'm on a call. That's not new. That wasn't not there in 2019. That existed It got exposed, right. It, it, right, and, it, and so it got exposed. we, I mean, so, so what they were saying is one of the blessings is we, we now know that. Like there, there's now more understanding of that. Remember when you used to get mad, I don't mean you personally, but you used to get mad, you're on a call with somebody and a dog barks in the background and you're like, how can a dog be barking in the background? And Right, or the your dog is barking. You're like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like right, I can't believe right, that right, just yeah, happened. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, everybody loves dogs more than I love you. So it's actually probably better <laughs> that your dog barks, right? Hey, he has a dog. There must be one good thing about him. Right, so, so I think that... Um, you know, circling back to how we started, you know, 14 days, I think there's been a year's worth of news in the last 14 days. What does that mean? Like, so as a business owner, um, as a manager, as an executive, what do you do with that? I think, I, like... What do you do with it in, internally, externally? Um, I mean, I know us as a team, we've, you know, we've had pretty in-depth conversations about what's going on in the world. Um, and we've addressed it. We don't, we don't just sweep it under the rug, which is an advantage of having a, you know, a, a very long scheduled meeting every week is that we can kind of get into those types of conversations. Um, so that we know how one another is feeling and you can tell if somebody's feeling, you know, just overwhelmed, it's like, Hey, you know what? Take some, you know, go clear your mental energy, man. Like whatever you got going on today, just give it, throw it over to me. I'll take care of it. By the way, that's one of the reasons why I think understanding where things fit in the shorter impact, and, and the context of the bigger helps to realize, wait, we can still get there, right? Because um, I think the danger is, 
you know, the, the, the tendency is to fall into one or two places. You define it, you define life by it, or you try to ignore it. And I mean this from a business standpoint, right? You know, we still have to hit numbers. We still have to meet certain objectives. Um, you know, as a business owner, I, and I know I'm not the only person that feels this way. I'm, I still have to process revenue to pay you what I've been paying you. And, and if you, you know, if, if you're 75% productive, you're not going to accept 75% of your pay. I know there's right. a feeling on that. Right. But at the same time, um, yeah, there's a lot of shit going on there. There there's truth there, right. That there are going to be 75%. Sometimes they're going to be 0% productive. Um, I think one of the things like my hope from all this is, is that the hustle culture maybe is being exposed for the boondoggle that it was. And this, this, remember, I used to say this, I, you know, Hey, I could tell that guy was, he was sick and like, uh, but he showed up, I, he plays her. That's he plays her. Right. And, and, and so we try to muscle through these things. Like, yeah, that like, I mean, in hindsight, how stupid was that? Like, <laughs> right. Outside of the fact, so you came in and you made everybody else sick and you came in and you, you muscled through it. Well, um, actually the nice thing now is if I have a really important conversation that needs to happen and I'm sick, I can still have the conversation right. Without threatening everybody. But, um, so like, I think right now the single best thing you could probably adopt, um, and I, I have a couple of friends that are alcoholics. And so I talk to them about, um, you know, the 12 step program, you know, what they call the book and all that stuff. Um, and I don't know it well enough. It's actually something, it's actually something I want to understand a little bit more about. Um, but the serenity prayer, like I, like, I think that's what we need. Like everyone needs to recite this, you know, every day, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change courage to change the things I can and wisdom to know the difference. Right. Like, you know, yeah, we have to acknowledge that what's going on, you know, is happening. And, and Hey, guess what? there was this shit that was always going on before. We just kind of know it more now. Um, and there's a lot of stuff that's happening that we can't do anything about. Um, yep. And it gets really easy to get to get lost in that. Um, so, you know, I, you know, I think the toughest thing that you have to do is you have to navigate that. But, but again, I would say that, I mean, I can think back to, I mean, I'll tell you what, 2020 for me, was a hell of a lot better than 2018. It, it was, it was because well, 2018 sucked. Cause, cause I think 2018, I told, I tweeted to the end of the year, don't let the door hit you on the ass on the way out. Right. It wasn't a good year for a whole yep. bunch of different reasons. Right. A lot of disruption, a lot of shit basically. Um, now, I'll tell you what, if 2018 hadn't happened, 2020 would have been a hell of a lot worse of a year. A lot of the things that we've been doing, I can trace back to what we did in 2018, or not what we did in 2018, but what we did because of 2018, what we've done because of 2018. Or, or what you didn't do because of 2018. Right. Didn't yeah, make the yeah. same same mistakes yep. or yep. whatever. Um, yeah, so, so you know, my, my, my prediction is, I'll give, I'll, I'll give some predictions. I think the craziness is going to get bigger. Agreed. Um, 
so I think that the best thing that you can do is take a Bayesian mindset. How do you like that? That's, that's what do you think? Uh, Maybe 1% of people listening to this have any idea what I'm talking right. about. Um, so one, one of the core elements to, to Bayesian um, predictions, Bayesian mathematics, et cetera, is the importance of priors. And, and it's, it, this is actually something I'm working on around, around sales. Have you ever noticed in a sale, if you were, if you were to map the feeling to, a, to probability, like how you feel after something and that determined the probability, it would be up here, down here, up here, down here. Oh, up it, here, it, down here right? Absolutely, right. one hundred percent. But but when it's all that, over, that's that's interesting. That that is interesting. But but when it's all over, and you actually debrief the the, the what actually happened, you find that it kind of went like this. And, and, and I mean, it kind of went like this, like, like there were never decreases in likelihood, right? Um, I, I, I discovered this, like this hit me, it was like a couple, three years ago. Um, actually, I said to you, um, a couple, three years ago when I, I was like, this sale's done, like we're, we're 90, 95%. Then I had a call that was just a train wreck. And, and I was like, oh shit. And, and we were at the point where we were about, we were about to, propose and i'm like shit maybe we cut maybe we cut things out maybe we cut the price etc and i'm like no wait a second what am i doing because i asked i said what's actually changed what has actually changed nothing has actually changed the the customer just made no sense basically right but nothing changed they still needed it right because it was actually a hubspot implementation they had already signed hubspot Right, so they had HubSpot. They had to implement HubSpot, right? So there was not going to be a question of, you know, are we doing? Are we going to do this or not? Or, right, right, or, or, right. So, so you know, you know, they're. I'm like, okay, well, if it's not us, then it, then it's got to be somebody else. And and I know at one point we had become like we were the only one they were talking to. So it's somebody else. Then there's like I looked at all these things. And I'm like, no, wait a second. Nothing's changed. Um, at least you know. Maybe something has, and I'm just missing it, but nothing like of all these things that has me freaking out, nothing has actually changed. Stuck with the plan. We won the business. Um, the next call, by the way, went great. Um, circle back and, and actually, you know, never talked about it. Like we never debriefed it directly. What it came down to was there was some confusion and he was being asked questions. Like the CFO was asking questions in this and, and he was like in this place where he was kind of all over the place. So it was like, everything was just, kind of there. Well, you know, we think about last year, right? March 14th, bam, everything's falling across. Oh my God, our year is going to totally disappear. Everyone's going to, and then- Everybody's going to die. And yeah, and, and you know we're what? all going to die from spending? touching corporate boxes. No, no. If you're in the restaurant business, devastating. Yeah. Corporate spending never really went down, right? So you know what? Nothing actually changed. So like the prior never changed. Right. And, and so what it was is you got all this noise that's throwing you all around, that's beating you back and forth. And, and if you think about it through this idea of a Bayesian mindset of, okay, well, what did I think, you know, what, what was the likelihood before where, you know, and, and, and you begin to look at it incrementally. Um, I mean, th think about the nights of elections. Like, I mean, the Biden election night, everything's like, oh, what, what, what you know, um, 
what, what's interesting is if you follow what, what's called the needle, the New York Times has this thing called the needle, which is based on, you know, it's, it's the probability um, of, of who's going to win. The needle never went to favoring Trump on that night. And again, this is not about, you know, this is just, right. So for all that noise and oh shit and everyone, you know, you know, every Biden, every person that worked in the Biden campaign was, you know, ready to jump off bridges, right? When you look at the underlying elements that were happening, okay, well, these were all things that were going to happen. They were expected to happen, right? And, and so like the needle did move. It, it did go, okay, wait a second, because everything that was supposed to happen good initially for Trump was happening. And, and, and you know, everyone kind of knew that it was going to break good early for Trump, late for Biden. And so everything that, that had a possibility of breaking early good was breaking early good. And Florida broke a little bit more early good, right? And so it, it pulled it. But again, it never pulled it to the point where Trump was more likely to win that night than, than Biden. There's, there's a Bayesian underla- underlying to that. And I think if you take that approach to turbulent times, um, which again, I'll remind you, I don't think that it's, there's never a time that's not turbulent. It's just how aware are you? You know, may, Maybe the lesson here is when we aren't aware of the turbulence, that's when we should be worried. Yeah, no, I mean, I think, you know, and we've talked about this before. I mean, I think self-awareness and I mean, human beings just in general, we're, we're, uh, we're very driven by fear and paranoia. Like, I think a lot of good salespeople are, are very paranoid people. And do you know why that is? I don't, I, I don't know the, 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 because the physical, require, physical makeup, but it, like, I know I'm a paranoid person. It takes me a lot to get out of like. So, so there's, there's, there's two components to this. One, one is um, uh, mentally our minds seek certainty. Yeah. And, and, and so we, we, we live in zero or one, right? So it's good. It's bad. It's good. It's bad. Um, secondly, we have very, very sensitive egos. And so um, A, pain has 10 times the impact that pleasure does, right? Losing money is more painful than winning money is pleasurable. Um, think about the, the you know, you, you put something on Twitter, 50 people love it, two people hate it. What do you remember? What do you think about? What do you think? Yeah, about no, I mean, it's a, it's the yeah. thing that where they say if so one person makes a bad recommendation, we we, right. we we amplify any negativity, and and this again is why I do think that that four chapters are important, painting the long term. You know, not just being um, going, going back to earlier conversation is whenever there's a lack of knowledge, whenever there's a hole, the interpretation will always be most negative because that's what we do. That's why everybody is paranoid. That's why, you know, if I don't call you back, well, they're not interested. Uh oh. It, go, it goes to it goes to a comment you made, I think, years ago, which is a a, a day to a sales rep feels like a month, and a month to a, a prospect feels like a day. Um, a week. It was a week, but a week. But yeah, right. same okay. thing. Right. Right. But but you know, like I, I was actually on a conversation, you know. Okay, if he doesn't call us back tomorrow, then then we're going to do so because he's always been responsive. 
So, you know, that's a bad sign. It's a red flag. I'm like, and this was like right after the new year. And I said, do you think it's possible that he's just like maybe really busy and in a lot of meetings right now? Well, well, yeah. Okay. So let, let's not, let's not freak out. Right. But that's, that's what our, that's what our go-to is. And again, yeah. that's what, that's why Bayesian, right. So I asked him the question. I said, okay, here's my question. What has changed? Like, cause when we finished last year, we're like 90% of the way through. Do you think something happened between the 23rd and the second? I guess this was the third. I mean, I, I guess we were on the fifth. Do you think something happened between the 22nd and the fifth in the company that they're like all of a sudden, right. Like, let's, let's, let's tone it down. Let's calm down. And, um, and, and I think that, that there's going to be so much news. Because uh, by the way, our major source of news is, is dissipating a little bit and we're addicted to it. We might not like, whether you like it or not, you're addicted to it. And there's going to be a void to be filled and it's going to be, you know, I mean, CNN now reports how many vaccines have been um, injected today. Yep. Right. Um, and so there's going to, there's all that noise and that noise and that sense of chaos this is my prediction of 21 is going to get bigger than it was in 2020, which was a multiple of what it was in 2019. And that means you really need to have that course. I call it the comfort zone course. Like, are we, are we still in the zone? Right. Let's not read, you know, yes, I get, you're afraid that if this happens and this happens, you'll be out of the zone and you need to be aware of that. You need to be conscious of that, but, but let's not, let's not operate like we're out of the zone if we're still in the zone. And I think that's what happened to a lot of companies last year. I think they started operating like they were in a crisis and they created a crisis for them more, you know, and I don't mean to oversimplify this, but that, so that's my prediction. That's my recommendation for 2020. Interesting. Yeah. So like, so what you're saying is, well, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but like the, again, the self-aware part um, and understanding critically important. Um, and I agree with you. I mean, every, everybody is addicted to it, 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 the news cycle. And, um, you know, that was, that was what I gave, gave up for uh, Lent last year was uh, no news for a month. Um, and I was pretty successful with it. <laughs> I was a lot happier that month, but. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mm -hmm. Whoops. Mm -hmm. Hit the wrong one. Whoopsie. Alrighty, Mike. Let's wrap up today's. Let's wrap up episode, wrap up episode one of 2021. What is your takeaway prediction thought to leave everybody with? So, um, gosh, already in 2021, I've talked to numerous friends that are that, that do either run companies or in senior leadership, and it, a lot of what they said is exactly what we've talked about on this uh, on the, the, just today. And I think everybody talks about it and they make New Year's resolutions behind it. But I think 2021 is the year of you got to get yourself in a both a mental and physical health mindset because it's just going to like you get you really with so much going on and and like we talked about with the, with the news cycles etc i think you know taking care of yourself both personally and from a mental perspective and from a health perspective is is this is the year to do it 
this is this is the key year to do that otherwise it's a it's a spiral you can go down that you can tell that mike's getting older hey look hey you know what i'll call out your son i i loved what dan moyle did last year with his 365 walks your son took that challenge he's up to it he's posting on twitter every day which keeps him accountable like I couldn't be more happy for him that he's like actually doing it. And I think that's I literally earlier today, I was talking to a friend of mine. He just raised 1.7 million. He's got a SaaS company and he's like, man, over Christmas, I said, like, I'm so absolutely burnt out that I just literally took the whole week off and he lives in San Diego. And he said, I started taking surfing lessons. I'm just going to surf every day of this year, whether those waves or not, I'm going to paddle out. That's my goal because I'm just, that's going to give me a mental break. It's going to give me a physical break. You just, you just stole my, you just stole my thunder, man. Cause he, here, here's my takeaway. My takeaway is in, in 2021, you got to surf the wave. There you go. Influence what you can influence and then ride the rest out. Love it. And that'll do it for this episode of the black line podcast. Make sure you tune in next time.